This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. In today's challenging world, it's very easy to start feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed. If you're experiencing any of these feelings, BetterHelp is here for you. They offer licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you're matched with a therapist in as little as 48 hours. You can also request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. Join the 3 million-plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Holidays After Dark. That's BetterHelp.com slash Holidays After Dark. Hey, holiday enthusiasts. Welcome back to Holidays After Dark, the podcast that reveals all the strange and sometimes forgotten elements of the holidays we all know and love. I'm your host, Kristen. Even though Thanksgiving isn't until next week, for some of us, the Christmas season has already been going on for a couple weeks now. My Christmas tree has been up since the beginning of the month, and boy, is it a delightful addition to my living room. Every year after Halloween, I cling on to spooky season until the moment my tree goes up. Then it truly feels like the transition from one of my favorite holidays to another is underway, and I get the motivation to take down my Halloween decor and put up all of my wonderful Christmas additions. One day when I have a house instead of an apartment, I'd love to put up multiple big Christmas trees. Due to my current space limitations, I just have a big one in my living room and a small tabletop one in my bedroom. But ideally, I imagine three to four big trees in the main areas of the house, each decorated with a different theme or aesthetic. Maybe I'll even get a black tree for one of the rooms. All I know for certain is I want one of the trees to be in the front of the house in a window where it's visible from the street when people drive by. To me, there is always something so cozy and welcoming about seeing a house with a Christmas tree lit up in the window and knowing that celebrations are being had inside. When it comes to putting ornaments on my Christmas tree, I think I have a collection that really speaks to pretty much every element of my life and every interest I have. Some of the treasures on my tree include old classics like the Campbell Soup Collection, Santa Claus with Coca-Cola in many different iterations, snowmen, reindeer, fairies, and candy canes. I also have the more out-of-the-box ornaments like a variety of Halloween ones such as pumpkins, black cats, bats, and witches' hats. I even have some for my favorite bands like Marilyn Manson and Green Day. Another thing I enjoy is picking up an ornament when I travel and also receiving them from friends and family when they travel to other cool places. Because of this, my tree represents cities that I've been to and love, as well as places the people I care about have been to, and I love that. Ornaments come in all shapes, sizes, and with a variety of meanings behind them. However, some are a bit more unique and complex than others. There are a few lesser-known interesting ornament traditions with histories that are about as complex as trying to untangle those strands of lights you haven't touched since you threw them in a box last year. Let's uncover these intriguing pieces of holiday evergreen decor. 
While spiders are most commonly associated with Halloween, it turns out they also play a symbolic role in certain cultures' Christmases throughout the world. Drawing from a European folk tale, the history of spiders at Christmas time has most commonly been attributed to Ukraine and Germany. According to Southern Living, one version of this story begins with a pine cone that had started to grow into a pine tree just outside the home of a widow and her children. It was summertime, and the children were filled with joy at the thought of growing a tree in time for Christmas. When it finally gets to Christmas Eve, the tree is grown but stands bare, as the family doesn't have enough money to buy anything to decorate it with. When the family woke up on Christmas morning, a spider had covered the tree in webs, which miraculously turned into strands of silver and gold when touched by the early morning light from a nearby window. Due to this, this tale is sometimes said to also explain the origins of tinsel. The family was then blessed with good fortune from that moment on. Other iterations of the tale claim it was Santa Claus or Jesus who transformed the webs in order to make the mother feel better about not being able to afford decorations. Another telling of the story focuses on two mothers, one who was a spider and the other a peasant. They both give to the other, with the peasant woman allowing the spider and her family to live among the branches of their Christmas tree, and the mama spider, in turn, repaying the favor by decorating the tree with beautiful shimmering webs that covered the branches. A more modern take on the Christmas spider legend explains that a poor woodcutter and his children were cold and hungry one Christmas Eve night. At odds with their landlady, who is threatening to take their home, they meet a spider who manages to change it all for the better, and yet somehow bring them closer together. It's been described as a Christmas Carol-like story, but with a twist. One last iteration starts with a tree covered in spider webs, but Santa Claus gets all the glory this time. When he dropped by to leave gifts for the children, he saw the tree covered in gray webs left by spiders who had traveled down from the dusty attic to enjoy the spruce. Weaving their webs, they had left a trail of attic dust with each strand. Santa then turned the once gray webs into glorious silver strands of tinsel. One thing every version has in common is the belief that spiders bring good luck and positivity along with them. Reportedly, Ukrainians and those of German descent decorating their trees with spider-shaped ornaments, often made of beautiful beads, is still common to this day. I may still be totally creeped out by spiders, but I'll admit, these stories help make them a little less terrifying. Witch balls, also known as Yule balls or fairy balls, are an ancient pagan custom brought over to the United States from England in the 17th century. The concept also spread to other countries, such as Italy and France, and were often hung outside of drugstores. According to Cosmopolitan magazine, a witch ball is a pretty bauble designed to trap evil spirits and energies and protect the space in which they are hung. They largely resemble glass Christmas tree ornaments, often with glass or thread fibers inside, and some say the tradition of hanging ornaments on a pine tree around the holidays originated from witch balls. However, witch balls themselves are not tied to any one holiday. In fact, many people hang them year-round, often in an eastern-facing window, to ward off evil spirits, witches, illness, bad fortune, and curses. 
The beautiful, sparkly, and bright colors of the balls were believed to attract and mesmerize evil spirits. They would be drawn to the objects like moths to a flame, and when they touched it, their energy would be absorbed and trapped inside forever. Over time, glassblowers started to make witch balls in their spare time, which helped their use somewhat shift from spiritual to decorative. In the 1840s in Germany and Austria, witch balls were commercially blown, placed on wire poles, and put in flower beds to add color to the garden and catch sunlight. In the United States, they are sometimes put on pitchers or jars to keep bugs out. Both beautiful and practical, these witchy objects are a perfect addition to any home during the winter and always. <laughs> Another unusual Christmas ornament tradition is green, sweet, and food-based. For some families, Christmas morning starts with a hunt for a pickle ornament, known as the Christmas pickle on the tree. The first person to find the pickle gets to open the first gift, according to Southern Living, and has bragging rights until the next Christmas. The origins of the Christmas pickle are less than straightforward, but most seem to think it started as a German tradition. But then, according to the New York Times, a German polling agency found that 91% of people in their country had never even heard of it. Interesting. Within the United States, the tradition is most popular in the Midwest, especially in Michigan, and other areas where there is a high concentration of German immigrants. In fact, Berrien Springs, Michigan was named the Christmas Pickle Capital of the World and has even hosted a Christmas Pickle Festival. Not only are historians unsure of the geographic origin of this mysterious holiday ornament, there also seem to be many different iterations regarding the meaning behind it and why people even started hanging this food in evergreens to begin with. According to one legend, it was inspired by a German-American soldier who was taken prisoner during the Civil War. Starving, he begged a guard to give him one last pickle before he died. The guard took pity on him and gave him a pickle, which ended up giving him the mental and physical strength to survive. Another popular version tells the tale of two Spanish boys who were traveling back home for the holidays from boarding school. On their journey, they decided to stop in an inn and ended up being held captive in a pickle barrel by an evil innkeeper. That evening, St. Nicholas stopped at the same inn, found the boys, and freed them. The pickle hangs in Christmas trees as a tribute to Santa's heroic actions. However, the most likely story, which is a little less dramatic than the previous two, involves a good old-fashioned marketing scheme and German glassblowers. In the 1840s, German glassblowers were churning out ornaments shaped like fruits, nuts, and possibly pickles, which, interestingly, when I googled it, pickles are actually considered a fruit, not a vegetable like many tend to assume. By the 1880s, the American F.W. Woolworth Company was importing them and telling of their German origin story. They were simply a fun collectible or decoration. But regardless of their meaning, hunting for the Christmas pickle is still a fun holiday event for young and old. An additional food item that has long been a unique staple on holiday trees is today's movie theater go-to snack, popcorn. The origins of this yuletide tradition can be traced back to the 1840s with American colonists in Williamsburg, Virginia. 
During this time when commercial store-bought tinsel and ornaments weren't an option, people would create homemade ornaments and garlands. Popcorn turned out to be a great alternative to garland, as it could be easily made at home and only required ingredients that most people already had in their residence at this time. Families would pop kernels on their home stove tops, wait for the kernels to harden, and then thread a needle through the center of them, creating the iconic garland we've all come to recognize. Although this tradition began in the 1840s, it didn't really gain a lot of traction until the 20th century thanks to German-American immigrants. Ornaments were formed from popcorn balls and popcorn garlands were sometimes colored with dye. On occasion, the popcorn was combined with other edible treats such as dried fruit, cranberries, and nuts to make the decoration even more colorful. Nowadays, stringing popcorn to put on the tree has become fairly uncommon, likely due to the fact that it requires a decent amount of work and can only be used for a single season. But nevertheless, it is still a fun reminder of how inventive our ancestors were during times when everything wasn't store-bought and pre-made for you. Simpler times indeed. According to History.com, Germany is credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition as we know it today. In the 16th century, devout Christians brought decorated trees into their homes. Some even built Christmas pyramids of wood and decorated them with evergreen branches and candles. It is a widely held belief that Martin Luther, the 16th century Protestant reformer, first added lit candles to a tree. Supposedly, while walking toward his home one winter evening, he was awed by the brilliance of stars twinkling among the evergreens. To recapture the scene for his family, he put up a tree in the main room and covered its branches with burning candles, with the melted wax serving as a means to attach the candles to the tree. Over time, melted wax gave way to homemade hanging pendulum candle holders, which I suppose were a tad safer to use. The hanging holders included a spiral, pin, or clasp to hold the candle in place and a weight at the end of the stem to keep the candle upright. Often, the weight was in the shape of a walnut, orange, or star. Animals made of tin or paper mache, glass balls, and crystals were also used. Later, clip-on Christmas tree candle holders became popular. These clips included some combination of pin or clasp to hold the candle in place, a drip cup, and a spring-powered clamp to grip the branch of the tree. Decorating with Christmas tree candles was in its commercial prime for about 50 years, according to the Huffington Post, starting roughly in 1870. Edward Johnson introduced electric Christmas lights in 1882, but they were expensive. Candles and incandescent Christmas lights coexisted for decades, but the use of candles gradually tapered off throughout the 1920s, 30s, and 40s when consumers finally embraced the use of incandescent lights. Although some American households clung to the candle tradition, decorating the Christmas tree with real flames has continued to be more common in Nordic countries, Germany, and the United Kingdom. So putting a real candle with a real flame that is capable of setting your entire house on fire on a Christmas tree seems a bit, um, dangerous, right? According to Safe Start, every year, Christmas trees are the cause of multiple fires and have even been responsible for taking lives. 
The fact that their needles and branches are often very dry once brought inside makes them the perfect kindling for a major fire. Nowadays, it is advised to leave the old tradition behind and never put real candles on a Christmas tree. To avoid electrical fires, real trees should be routinely watered to keep the needles from drying out and becoming much more flammable. Also, don't put your tree close to a heat source. Consider using LED lights as they create less heat, and inspect your strands to make sure they aren't frayed or otherwise damaged. After all, nothing says bah humbug like a living room engulfed in flames on Christmas morning. If you have any interesting Christmas-related stories or unique fun facts you'd like me to share in an episode this season, feel free to send them to me. Email Kristen at HolidaysAfterDark.com, direct message at Holidays Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, or find Holidays After Dark on Facebook. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss your dose of holiday darkness. A rate or review would also be greatly appreciated. Thank you to my sister Ashley for editing and producing the podcast. Today I will leave you with some lyrics from the song Christmas Time Is Here, as featured in the holiday classic A Charlie Brown Christmas. Christmas time is here, happiness and cheer. Fun for all that children call their favorite time of year. Snowflakes in the air, carols everywhere. Olden times and ancient rhymes of love and dreams to share. This episode is sponsored by Keen. Are you wondering what 2023 will have in store for you? Or maybe you're looking for love advice or to get a tarot card reading to give you some guidance on how you should proceed throughout the year? Well, look no further. Keen connects you with gifted psychics, tarot readers, and astrologers. All you have to do is create an account and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. Their readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. You also have the freedom to choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect with them via phone call or text. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Go to trykeen.com slash holidaysafterdark to save big on your first reading. That's T-R-Y-K-E-E-N dot com slash holidays after dark. Feel more confident about your future by trying Keen today.